Hello, everybody. You have Jake Flying Solo today, and I'm going to be discussing the 2022 much-hyped comic book film, Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The big tagline with this film is that it would change the hierarchy, both within the DCU in terms of power structure, also the WB at large in terms of the emphasis on new characters, and I think there's also an impact Application or inference that it's going to change the status quo with the admittedly start stumbling Marvel in the larger zeitgeist. Don't know if it does all that. We'll get into that later. Um, in terms of critical reaction, it, the film's been a bit muffled. It has about 40% of Rotten Tomatoes. It started out in the 50s and then dropped. So WB definitely a good job of a soft drop in terms of dropping it initially with the first wave of critics they thought would be more kind which is a common tactic. It worked. Um, but right now it's at 40%. It might even be 39% for critics, but fans have it at 90%. Uh, we all know WB isn't above some manipulation with social media and Rotten Tomatoes. But I think the discrepancy makes sense after seeing the movie, and I'll explain why later. Uh, in terms of performance, this film opened to 67 million domestically and 140 million total. That's pretty good, but it's going to require some good likes to help make a profit on its $200 million budget. Uh, a 3x multiplier for that opening weekend is generally good for most films, uh, but comic book films are actually generally more front-loaded. Uh, you're usually making anywhere from like half to 40% of your total revenue in those first few weeks, generally. Um, there are some exceptions. And generally, those exceptions do favor this film. Those except The exceptions to those front-loaded movies, uh, comic book films, are normally fall releases. Uh, talking about Joker, Venom, even Shang-Chi. Uh, they tend to be darker uh, in terms of content uh, or being R-rated, not always, um, but they're definitely more, more I would say, um, adult or general, just generally darker in tone. Uh, those films tend to have pretty good legs. Usually it's because there's fewer big releases in the fall, uh, so they can gobble up some, they can run up the margins in, in later weeks. Um also, yeah, the seasonal trends, it's usually these movies also kind of trends more towards horror, violence, monsters, and that's something all three of those films have, Joker, Venom, Shang-Chi. And this film does as well, uh, both monsters, horror, and some horror aspects that we don't really hit the horror note well, but it's an element of the story for sure. I'm going really deep here. I'm going to get out of the armchair and the lazy boy, and we're going to talk this film. First few questions to start. Was this a good action film? Yes. Was this a good comic book film? <laughs> good enough. Was this a good Dwayne Johnson film? No, not really, actually. And that's a weird response. Uh, but like this film works on many levels and not on others. I think it does a lot of good things, though. It asks some questions we haven't really seen before, or at least it, it spends more time on questions we haven't really spent time on. Um, in terms of being heroic, at, trying to be this old-fashioned hero in a, in a modern political world. It, the film also goes a long way towards making Hawkman interesting, which I did not think was possible. Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate is pretty incredible. Uh, Adam Smasher and Cyclone, they had a great dynamic. Uh, I mean, the film is getting comp to Venom, Loki, and Joker. I mean, I just made some of those comps myself, but I really think it should be compared to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it's more anti-heroes teaming up than villains to, to stop a greater evil. There are some issues here. Uh, Namely, that many of the best thing that many of the best things or elements of this film come from other films. I will grant though that's a staple generally in comic and action book films. But with all that being said, I, I just was hoping for some more originality for a film that, that's 
boldly claiming to change the hierarchy and boldly claiming about how much it's going to change things. All right. That sounds kind of negative. Um, in terms of, I saw this movie, I, I'll just say, I'm going to save my, my final film for the end, but I'll just say I, I was excited to see it. I kind of saw it at an at a off time. So I didn't get the experience of seeing it with like a real crowd or into a crowd. So um, my biggest question is, I mean, I liked it. I mean, without seeing it in a larger group, I don't know how it really played with a larger audience. I think this next week will be the real test. I mean, with Wakanda Forever opening in about two or three weeks, uh, this film's not going to have the opportunity to run up a lot of money in its second and third month, like some other films that have opened in the fall. Um, so it's going to really need to capitalize in the second and third week. Uh, and that's my opinion. Not that two films can't succeed at the same, at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure there's enough oxygen in the room for um, Black Adam and Wakanda Forever. But I also, I also think that a little more runway between the two of them probably would have helped Black Adam. Getting ahead of myself, though, speculating... We're going to move on to from this, talk about what I liked. First, like the JSA. Um, I think I mentioned in the open already, but this is really a backdoor JSA film. I never particularly liked them in the comics. I always thought they were kind of, um, I didn't think they were interesting. Um, I just thought they were boring. They're always boring characters, I thought. But here, they, they choose the right actors and the right characters and the right combinations of them to make them interesting here. And they're really easy to root for, even though they don't, have a ton of depth or any real motivation they're kind of just being heroes for heroes sake but i like them the notion of kondak a third world country getting their own superhero and what that would mean is an incredible notion just beyond the, the fact that this challenges the notion of heroism as defined by upholding a world order that is designed to keep certain countries and people down and others for the benefit of others um i expanded a bit on that theme here but that's really what what they're trying to that's the main crux of the argument between uh, the people of Kondok, which are really represented by the boy Ammon, um, as well as his mom. Um, and I'm sorry, their names are Sarah Shahi is playing Adriana Tamaz. Um, and then I'm sorry, the, the son is Bodhi's seven guys playing Adam Tamaz. Um, we'll get onto him in a minute. But just the idea that about what it would mean if the Serval country had the hero, it's really cool. It's something they talk about in like the first third of the act and first half maybe, but then never really come back to. So I, I think it's a little wasted here. Something they can dive into or chew on in later films though. The action was just incredible. I won't go through it all here. What, what stood out to me though, were, I mean, the Rock versus the JSA and Rock versus Hawkman fights were fun. They were good. But I was actually most impressed with the Rock versus the henchman scenes. There are two in particular. Normally these scenes are really boring, but the, the one... Normally those scenes of a huge superhero versus a nameless horde of henchmen can be boring, but I found it really interesting here. Um, they, they did a good job. Reminded me of the CGI heavy Thor versus henchmen sequences from Ragnarok that really bookend the film. Um, those are also great. I, th I think the trick here is great effects and also excellent use of music. They use a couple of good songs like Paint It Black. Uh, in addition to that, I already said JSA fights were great. Um, finale was a bit disappointing, but all the other action scenes uh, made more than made up for it, in my opinion. On to dislikes. Okay, I, I got a couple here. I'll try and be brief. Don't want to focus on the negative. But first, I'm sorry, the the kid. Bodhi Seven Guys, Emin Tamaz. I'm sorry. I don't want to be mean, especially a child actor, but he was just awful. And they leaned on him an awful lot throughout the film, especially at the climax. They used him as like an emotional like crux of the film. It was just terrible. Um 
it just wasn't bad. It was very bad. The demons and design of hell were cool. Um, and sorry, I'm talking now about the, the climax, which is also a dislike. The, at one point, this kid leads an uprising of these citizens fighting the army of hell, and that doesn't make them look cool. It makes this army of hell seem very weak and, and not threatening. I just felt it was something that really, it's one of the rare things. I talk about force multipliers where, where two things, like one lump equals three. Sometimes two minus one equals negative 10. And that's the case here. Like, I don't know what they thought they were doing or one plus one equals negative two. That's what this was here. This, that whole finale just did not work for me. And just going off on that, one of the reasons it didn't work was because we didn't get any backstory on the demon army or Ishmael and his real family or the demon rulers or the demon arm, army. To me, this is really the worst part of of this film was co comic booking in a lot of ways, some better than others. One of the worst parts were major plot threads are dropped in at the last minute that like fundamentally change the story and shift focus away from the things you thought you cared about in a negative way. This is one of them, in my opinion. They do get some laughs out of Black Adam, whose personality is a mix of Drax and T2, um, or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger from T2, but it doesn't really match with the tone of the film or this position of his as a villain, becoming a hero or anti-hero. Also robs the film of its most bankable asset, which is The Rock's charisma. That, I actually, the Midnight Boys pointed that out on, on their podcast. Got to give them credit. Um, I didn't notice it at first because like, I was laughing at some of the jokes they were playing into with the T2 and Drax stuff. But yeah, I mean, he's not, it's, that's why I say as a rock film, it doesn't work. Like he was better in Walking Tall, which is a fine film, by the way, than he was here. He was more likable there than he was here. And it just, I felt like the film had a hard time tr trying to balance what exactly they wanted Black Adam to be. I think hero, villain, anti-hero, something in between. I don't know. I'm, I still think it's a, a good performance. It's not the best rock performance, but I still think it's effective performance. I think his fan base has clearly came along with it, given the opening. I, th I think it's also something new. So I think this is something people will generally like. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. Also want to say if anyone likes this version of Dwayne Johnson, they need to see the film faster. Incredible revenge, revenge film starring him and Billy Bob Thornton. Amazing. All right, we're going to wrap up here. Quick questions. Should this have been Black Adam's first film? No. We should have seen him as a villain first, especially in like Captain Marvel, who a film which they're making a second of in a few months or releasing in a few months. The, the focus on Superman with the, it was a cool post credit scene with Superman, but the focus for this character should have initially been on Captain Marvel and building to Superman. Everything about this just reeks of Batman Superman for me. It just feels like a marketing decision driving story. Uh, they're not building to story. They're just building like almost the best thing I ever description ever is X Snyder was like a kid who gets two toys and just smashes them together. And it's like, that's what DC does, it feels like. They build to like specific sequences or scenes as opposed to having a story. They're like, oh, I want to have Batman and Superman fight each other. We'll figure out the story along the way instead of come making an incredible story where Batman and Superman fight each other. What I'm going here is there's a natural progression to having Black Adam become a larger figure and anti-hero in the DCU. And you do that through several movies. You can't just make one movie and then jump to the end. And, and the, again, referencing Minette Boys, I kept saying skip the line. And I just don't get it. Why are you introducing Superman? He, he hasn't had his own film in 10 years. He hasn't been in a film. I'm not counting the Justice League films because he's barely in those since like 2015. Uh, it's just like, or 2016, just the decisions. And this is the other thing. They have Cavill in it. And then they come out and say, 
that the next one wasn't Superman versus Black Adam. Just a lot of questions. Why, why is he even there? I'm going to let it go. Not a gripe. It's more questions, but it just feels like, again, DC just can't get – they can't even tie their shoes. But, yeah, don't think it should have been his first film. Don't think they should have just Captain America, but we'll see how it plays out. Final score for me here is a 6.3 out of 10. The film does the most important function of any movie, regardless of genre or classification, to entertain me. Uh, the director did make some incredible, strange, and baffling decisions. Uh, the trailer also indicates a ton of cut footage. Some of it looks pretty compelling. But it's a lean two-hour affair. It's got a fun teaser, even if it doesn't fully make sense or, does, or is fully earned. I mean, if DC can finally follow up on any of these cutscenes and have them tie in to other movies in a larger mythology, I, I think they'll finally be able to really use these characters as instead of a shield as like a sword. And what I'm saying is use that instead of making money, instead of just kind of like, I feel like they use them as a shield now. They put like half-ass these projects knowing that fans will come. And they do. They're just coming in fewer and fewer numbers each time. And, and they really need to build something new if, if they want to keep making money or keep growing. That's my opinion. The film is entertaining. It does hold promise for DC's future. I don't believe it changed the hierarchy. I do believe they found another tunnel out of the Snyder debacle, though, or Snyder Caven, if you would. Um, I understand the discrepancy between the fans and critics for this film. It's a theme park ride and not a narrative or coherent story. So when fans enjoy the spectacle and critics only see bright lights and hear loud noises. In terms of changing things, I don't know if this changed anything at DC, WB, or the larger comic book film universe. I, I don't think so. I'm not trying to be negative. Um, it's a huge deal that Rock's in the comic book film. He's one of, he's the, one of if not the biggest movie star today. Uh, he needed his own franchise. I'm glad he's doing Black Adam. I'm glad he's doing it the way he wants to. Um, I, I just a little concerned. DC seems to be making some pretty big decisions based on talent's interest. And not that talent shouldn't be involved, but I, I don't know. There are a lot of things I liked about this film, but there's also something that's coming about it that, that leads me to believe DC might not have learned all the right lessons. But I'm... Going to keep it positive. Some's doing well now. I want it to do well. I hope they make a sequel. I want more comic book films. I want more rock films. I want more Black Adam films. So I liked it. 6.3 out of 10. Entertaining. Um, I'd say it's worth seeing in theaters. It's fun. It's Again, it, it's definitely stupid in parts, but it's also funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously. ton of action. It moves fast. There's some really cool scenes, some cool fights, some characters you like. I would say it's worth watching in theaters. Um, I would recommend go seeing it. Hope you all enjoyed this. I'll talk to you all soon.